What's up and welcome to episode four of the Grindline podcast. This is Tyler here alongside Greg and Ryan, who is still currently mowing the yard. How are you guys doing tonight? <laughs> I'll let Ryan go first. He's, he looks exhausted. Uh, well, I just got a workout in, then we got delayed, so I figured I'd mow. And I've got about 30 square foot of yard left, so I'm really <laughs> excited. I'm staring at it in angst right now. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing pretty good. We haven't done a podcast in a couple weeks because it is the hockey dead season, but uh, we got a little bit to talk about. There's a little bit. Oh, come on. You mean you don't like seeing the uh, five-year extension for Jason Zucker? Oh, yeah, man. (laughs) Or Montador getting signed. Like, who gives a shit? (laughs) Like, come to me when Eric Carlson gets traded or, like, something, man. I hope he pulls it to Tavares. I hope that happens. (laughs) I think he's going to hold out. God, I hope so. He might, he might, and then he'll probably get his way because, you know. Yeah, so tonight what we're going to talk about a little bit is the, uh, I'm calling it the Henrik Zetterberg situation. That's what we're going to start off with, and then we're going to talk a little bit about what rookies we see making the lineup this season. Uh, But we'll start with Z and the news that there is basically no news, and in this case, I think that's a bad thing. The team has said that Henrik Zetterberg's Uh, not come to them to say whether he is playing or not. Henrik Zetterberg's agent stated today that uh, he has no word from Zetterberg whether he will be playing this season or not. So there's no decision. We're assuming a decision will be made before training camp. Honestly, I don't fault him if he decides not to play. He's on the back end of his deal where he makes less and less money. They would just, he's not going to retire because then he'll stick the Red Wings with his cap hit. I think they just LTIR him and uh, move Larkin up to the front line. Tyler, what do you think? Yeah, I I personally, you know, the more I think about this, like early on, I thought, you know, there was a chance of him playing. I think even Jeff Blaschel had like a, um, you know, it was, um, what was it? A, uh, a Like a mailbag with Helen. He talked to Helene, yeah. Yeah, so... And the more I read that, I mean, the more it just seems like the guy just – he shouldn't play, honestly. Because if you think about it, he didn't practice a lot last year at the end of the season. I, granted, the team was going nowhere. And he that's didn't practice thing. the he didn't whole practice last all. half. The whole last half of the season he didn't practice because of his back. So that's kind of my point. Like, the team's going nowhere. The guy can't even practice enough. And he, you know, he, he still plays pretty good during the games. He's slow. So, like, I just don't understand what what he would be giving to the Red Wing organization. I mean, like, this, there's some long-term health risk, definitely, with the back thing and everything like that. I mean, there's zero chance of him coming back, I think. Really? I Ryan. think – I don't, I don't know if I can go with zero chance, but I'd say it's still – it's leaning more for me 40-60 towards not playing, the 60 being the greater, which to me sucks because I still think he's an impact player even though he's lost the edge and speed that he used to have. He's still a type of guy that you put on the ice and he's going to be an offensive threat, but he's a defensive liability now because he can't move up and down the ice like he used to. Um, I think that's a big part of why – Vanek was brought in to try to make up for that. The fact that he can still do what he can at his age um, without the injuries per se. But I think the biggest thing, like what you mentioned, Greg, LTIR would be their best bet because if they retire, 
they're not at a good point right now to try to dump him off as a salary dump to another team like Arizona, for instance, like they did with Datsuk. LTIR, that's fantastic because then they Ryan, I think into that's what we're going to talk about later. Ryan, I think that's part of the reason why Jeff Blaschel came out and did that mailbag with Helen St. James because I think, you know, they wanted to, it to be out there that, you know, he's not practice. He didn't practice a lot last year. And, you know, then the obvious things like, you know, he's towards the end of his career. The team's going nowhere for the next, you know, one or at least two years. And I mean, by that point, he'll be gone. So, I mean, there's really not much more for him to give to this organization. Yeah, and that's kind of why I think he's not going to come back. Uh, he's earned his place in Red Wings lore. That's exactly. Sure. And not I'm much- not saying that I'm a professional athlete by any means, but a lower back injury takes everything out of you. And I am unfortunately yeah. one that deals with that daily. So I feel his pain in a literal, non-literal sense. Absolutely. I think what they do is they – they give him the pronger treatment. They'll LTIR him, and then he'll direct. He'll go directly into uh, working for the organization, probably as yep. a scout in Sweden with uh, Lidstrom. And I, I mean, I don't know what else they would do with him at that point. But I think his contract's down to like two million or four million for this season, and then down to one million next mm-hmm. season. So the risk reward for him just wouldn't be worth it. So I think his best bet right now is to quote unquote retire, but for the Red Wings to LTIR him. Mm-hmm. And I think we're all in agreement. That's probably what should happen. Do you think right. that's what's going to happen, Greg? Uh, I'm, I'm with Ryan. I'm at 60, 40. I might go up to 70, 30, but it's, I think it's more likely to happen than not with the way that, the news has come out because normally if they don't think it's going to happen, they'll go, Oh yeah. Yeah. No problem. Zetterberg's going to be back next year. He'll be on the ice. He feels great. Like they said with Cronwall. Now they're saying, we don't know. We haven't heard anything. Well, he didn't practice the whole last half of last season. So the way they're framing it makes it seem not so likely. So it's, it's sort of like the Datsuk situation. Like, you know, obviously Datsuk was a different situation health wise. Although, you know, he did, he wasn't the healthiest guy either, you know, with the knee problem and everything. But, you know, there was nothing for a while with the Datsuk thing. And then all of a sudden he had this pop press conference in, yep. you know, somewhere in northern Michigan, right? And, you know, he didn't even have Red Wing stuff on. He had like his CCM track suit on. And, you know, he said, you know, he's returning home to Russia. That's, I mean, we haven't heard anything from Zetterberg. The, the only thing we heard was at the end of the season, he said if his health was permitting, he was going to try to finish out his contract. That's the only thing we know. Yep. Everything else is, you know, he say or she say. But, I mean, the more you think about it, I mean, the less you think he might be back. Yeah, golf, I don't. About it. Yeah, I don't think so. But that leads us into. Back? No, I, I don't think he is. I don't um, think there's a reason for him to. Where they're at, where the team's at now he'd be doing more harm than good because you know he's going to push himself even harder to try to help the team win, and that's just going to do more damage, I think. And yeah, I, hate saying, but, I hate saying that. Yeah, but Zetterberg's uh, potential retirement leads us into our next topic, which is the rookies that could possibly make the lineup. Now, Zetterberg going on LTIR would open up a forward spot at center, which I think, and it's real hard to judge this, if you move Larkin up to 1C, you almost have to bring in Joe Valeno for that center spot. You almost have to bring him in as a 3C on the team. And 
I can't, we have no other centers really in the system that you're going to give that, that slot to right now. I mean, you move Larkin up to one C you're going to have Rasmussen come in, but they'll most likely play Rasmussen on the wing. You have Zadina come in. Zadina's a wing. They have to bring in a center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Delano would be the only other option. Who would be the second line center at that point though? Athens, you would play him at center. Oh yeah. No, that's, Nielsen. Yeah, that's right. Nielsen would take that. They just bump up and then Rasmussen probably, I'd say three C. Then you got Glenn Denning and Valeno on four C. Well, I don't think I think they'll start Rasmussen on wing because that's what you he's playing in the, the playoffs in Tri City. Yep. Yep. Start. It seemed to work for Larkin. Start him on wing and then transition them to center. The other thing they could probably I could see them doing too is moving Helm back to center. I could see them moving Helm off the team. <laughs> that, that'll be a different discussion. I think we've had that one also. But uh, what rookies do you think make the lineup, Ryan? If so, if we're going with the hypothetical here based off our conversation with Zetterberg, if Zetterberg's gone, Zadina immediately moves in. I think that's a no brainer. Absolutely. Between yep. Rasmussen's the other no brainer for how he looked in preseason last year, his juniors campaign, and then the playoffs. There's no reason in my mind, and the way they're already talking about him, he's a lock. You know, they've already got him penciled in. Oh, yeah. He, he, he is the one lock of all of them right now. Zetterberg out. I think Zadina comes in because they're going to want to play maker and a, and a, a 200 foot player. And they've already shown, he's already shown like a guy like Larkin, for instance, that he can do that type of action on the ice. Um, sticking to the forwards, because I'm still, I know we've talked about it before, believing that Witkowski and or both Ferk will be getting sent down. The only other forward I could see making it is that possibly Valino at center, depending on how his training camp goes in the preseason, and then also Svechnikov. But the problem there is all wings, no center. So it's going to be interesting to see because you obviously got Glenn Denning out there and everyone has the heart on for him for whatever reason. But if he's <laughs> off, the, if he's anything higher than fourth-line center, I might turn that into my new riot over Jonathan Erickson. Do you guys remember when he was on the first-line wing a few years ago? <laughs> Let's not talk about these things. <laughs> Is it Zetterberg and Datsuk? No. Oh, God. Zetterberg, Ablocator, and Glenn Denning. That was the first line. Talk about how people saying that Bertuzzi Bertuzzi belongs on the first line. I'm like, he doesn't, though. He's not a first-line guy. I like Bertuzzi. He's not a first-line guy, though. No, put him on the second. I mean, try him on the second. I mean, I think he's a third-liner, but they're like, yeah, first line's definitely going to be Larkin and Bertuzzi and Athanasiu. I'm like, no, Why? no, it's not. Why would you do that? And the, only time, I, the only time I want to see Larkin and AA together is on the penalty kill. Yes, I agree. I, yeah, yep. I think but, your first line this, this next season is going to be Larkin and then Zed, probably Zadina and Rasmussen. <laughs> honestly, possibly. yeah. Who else are you throwing on the top? Unless they end up deciding to move Nyquist up to the top line. No, they'd probably that, or they keep Mantha with Larkin because that because that. If, good if we're talking well. about the Red Wing organization, they'd probably put fucking Justin Ablocator on the first line for your right, first you, line. You know what, Tyler, be... you're Mister Rain on everybody's parade tonight, apparently, and I'm already you're... sick of it. Introducing your first line, Justin Ablocator, Darren Helm, and Luke Glendening. Here's your top line. With Jonathan Erickson and Danny DeKaiser as your top one, your top D pair. No, it'll be uh, oh, Jonathan God. Erickson and Nicholas Cronwall as your top D pair. Yeah, oh. 2007, eight, freaking again. Speaking of D, though, do you think Heronic makes it? I do. I, Hron- I do. I think Heronic makes it this season. 
You think he's going to be the first one over Hicketts? I think Hicketts will make it, but I think Hironic makes it before him because of his play last season. As where Hicketts regressed in uh, Grand Rapids last season, Hironic excelled. So I think Hironic makes the D cut over Hicketts. I can see that. Again, I think this is going to be one of the most intense training camps I think we've seen in a really long time, and I'm pretty excited oh, yeah. about it. I'm it's, excited for it. I'm excited that we're talking about it right now, to be honest. Well, Blaschel's, Blaschel's comments about training camp were really good, too. Blash uh-huh. said that he's not doing – normally he would have who he thought would be the lineup on night one against people pushing for a chance. He said he's completely mixing it up because literally yep. everyone has a chance this season. So Good. I'm I'm excited to see if he actually does that. And if he actually does that, I think guys like Valeno are going to just kick ass. Valeno kicked uh-huh. ass at the at the uh, the scrimmage that I went to, the development camp scrimmage. Yeah, he, he, he was a great. standout on ice. But he deked around Both people ends. exactly. So I think he has. If Zetterberg retires, I think you shift people up and you bring in Valeno as your as your center. You know what I like the most about what you just mentioned with that Blashville piece on training camp and mixing everything up. He talked about how in the past, with how things were going, the whole bullshit tie goes to a veteran. Yep. He completely flipped the script on that quote and said, "Yep." from that now, i got to say, tie goes to the kid. I think Tyler brought up a good point on that. I think that comes from ownership. I don't think that's a Blaschel choice. I don't think that's a Holland choice. I think that's an Illich saying, change your shit or you're both fired choice. Yep. I think yeah, I think before it, it it was coming from ownership. Look, we have contracts. We have to honor these. I think now ownership is like, you know what? We don't like what we seen last year. We want kids playing. We don't want these old fucks playing. So, uh, you know, if the old fucks, you know, they earn their spot, then okay, fine. But we want young players playing because they, you know, this this mandate is from ownership. Make no mistake. This is this is the Illiches saying that you know, change your shit or you're fired, like you said, basically. Well, Blaschel's got the extra fire. I mean, I know he's got – I know they hired Dan Bilesma, and that was a Blaschel choice to hunt through and through. But uh, you got a Stanley Cup winning coach as your assistant. He's going to be pushing you even harder. And I'm, I'm, I still love the fact that they brought Bilesma in. Don't get me wrong. But I agree. He's got extra pressure to fix the ship now or see ya. I don't think that's something we talked about. I think the addition of Bilesma is excellent. I've been wanting that for years. Exactly. If Blaschel would have been fired, I would have picked Bilesma as our head coach. Mm-hmm. And people point to his shitty seasons he had in Buffalo, but that was uh, Buffalo before. Fire. Well, that was Buffalo before Jack Eichel. They yep. didn't have a they didn't have a team when Bilesma was in. No, Buffalo. they had Eichel, didn't they? He, yeah, he, he had, might he have been his rookie. Had him like season. the first year, I think. Yeah, but who else did they have? They had no one. No, no one was was making an impact on that team. So you're going to fire him, okay, but you started him with a shitty team. He got Eichel, and the team got a little better. You fired him, and Buffalo still sucks. Mm-hmm. So it's not his fault that Buffalo sucked. I mean, he, I mean, he did he, just fine in Pittsburgh. I mean, it, I don't know. I, I, the people that criticize him are idiots. Yeah, he did fine in Pittsburgh until Pittsburgh also started losing talent. And then he got fired out of there. So any team that's losing talent, they're going to blame the coach, except for Detroit, I guess. So I want to bring something up quick. I don't know who wrote it, but it was in the Detroit Free Press. And it was like the top 10, um, top 10 athletes of the top 10 Detroit athletes that could turn teams into champions again. And 
Philip Zadina and Dylan Larkin were one and two of that list. What do you guys think of that? In comparison to the other teams in the city, yes, that's about the oh. only thing I could see happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who 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 do the Pistons have? No one. Who do the Lions have? Matt Stafford. Was Matt Stafford going to carry his team to a Super Bowl? No. Nope. Uh, the <laughs> Tigers basically. The Tigers don't exist anymore. No. I, well, Casey Mize was number three on that list. Okay. Mize and Fido for t- Detroit, but they're still in the minors and they haven't yeah. got come up yet. So until that happens, then their pitching is just shit. You won't see Mize for the thing with baseball is you draft a number one, but you don't see him for three years. Three, four, four years. years. Yeah. Exactly. So I think Larkin and Zadina have the best chance of turning the team around quicker than any rookies that uh our other team said yeah the only like they just the Lions just drafted rag now okay one guy on a football team is not going to turn your team around i got uh, gene francois today who ricky jeans francois defensive tackle they picked him up oh i don't follow football very much but basketball <laughs> our team blows too so i think red wings well, are Blake griffin to look forward to right <laughs> before they made that after they picked him up and they did if they wouldn't have made the secondary trade after getting him I think they make the playoffs and actually have a decent, a better team than what they do now. Yeah, well, you're not gonna beat the Celtics, so that's all that matters. Oh, goddamn it, Tyler! They keep running. They keep running polls <laughs> like who, who's the, which Detroit team is most likely to win the next championship for the for the city? And honestly, right now, I think it's the Red Wings. Like you could have told yeah. me, you could have told me the Lions before free agency, but then the Lions didn't do shit in free agency besides get uh, Legarrette Blount. So they're no closer to getting a Super Bowl. Uh, the Pistons are a goddamn dumpster fire. The the Tigers are jumping in the same dumpster with the Pistons. The Red Wings are bad, but I think they have a better pipeline than all the other. Yeah, teams. hockey changes way uh, quicker than all the other sports too. Well, two players That's, can affect your entire team. Yeah, yeah, especially if they're on. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's Zadina and Larkin over the next several years. The way they especially if like they the hit on Zadina and Valeno. If they hit on Zadina and Valeno, they'll they'll be back a lot quicker than a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having skill and speed throughout your first three lines, Detroit hasn't had that truly since '09. Yeah. So, but that team was insane, though. The like they, they could put a first line of Datsuk, Zetterberg, and Hosa. And just like dominate the other team if they wanted to, and they yep. chose not to do that. Speaking of Hosa, oh, he yeah. got traded. <laughs> oh, his, yeah, traded his contract. Retired, they basically. pulled a Datsuk. So basically, the Coyotes have become a money laundering uh, system for the NHL. <laughs> we can just dump your contract so they get washed away, just so that uh, the Coyotes can hit the cap floor. Just so That's they don't have to spend money about it was fucking players. That's insane. Uh, like the Coyotes would have a damn all-star team. Oh my god, that would have been fantastic. <laughs> they'd, be, they'd be in the cup. They'd be in the Stanley Cup Finals next season. Well, they're they'd not get, playing Datsuk. No, they would get. Like, but if Datsuk, if if they got Datsuk back and they got Hosa and they got who they take, they took Pronger. Pronger. Yep. Yeah. Imagine all of them come back for one season. They play for Arizona. Arizona oh. makes the Stanley Cup Finals that season. Yeah, they'd lose to, like, fucking, I don't know, Tampa or Boston or one of those teams. You, need to, yeah. uh, you and your Boston shit tonight is going to really I'm bullshit. Saying, I'm just saying they're one of the best teams in the East, as much as I hate uh, to admit. Toronto, yeah, 
whatever. I refuse to admit it. I think. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, the Red Wings are gonna gonna be the next team to win a win a championship. The Red Wings years? have the talent. Oh God, don't ask me that. I think it's two <laughs> two more seasons before we're back in the playoffs. Five seasons before we're in contention. I think we win a cup within the next eight. I can live with that. I'll be like thirty five years old. <laughs> That's fine. Uh. <laughs> That's all right though. You, you you have to appreciate the you know the bad time or the you have to live through the bad times to appreciate the good times anyway. Yeah, so. very true. That's but a good life lesson. Here's the thing that pisses me off: people are like, "I'm not a Red Wings fan anymore because they're not good anymore." It's like, well, were you ever really a fan to begin with then, or were you just like there for the ride? That's that's what bandwagon I'm, fans. There for the yeah, it's to a T. There's a zillion, yeah. there's a zillion bandwagoners for like every team though. You know, it's just the, kind of the way it goes. That's just yeah. the historical success of the team is like why you pick up your Toronto bandwagons and your ball. Chicago might be the worst. My friend Ryan just brought that up. Chicago might be the worst band bandwagon fans of all time. Especially Chicago sucks donkey dick, so they can go fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think the good place to end it is at least we're not insufferable Maple Leafs fans. Yeah, I like that. I think that's a good spot. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, I'm going to let you actually, I'm going to do this. Ryan, what's your Twitter handle so people can follow you? At RDRyan33. You can find me on Twitter at BringingTheWing, Tyler. You can follow me on Twitter at Tyler. Wait, what is it? SealDog90. You forget this every time. What? What is your goddamn Twitter tag? Hold on, let me look on Twitter real quick. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. You are... Every uh, time. At, <laughs> you're at SealDog91. Yeah, that's There right. we go. Jesus. Oh. Continue. At least you know our podcast Twitter handle. <laughs> yes, you can follow us on Twitter at GrindlinePod. You can also check us out now on iTunes and Google Play again. And as always, we're still on Podbean. Uh, for Ryan and Greg, I'm Tyler. Stay classy, Hockey Town.